0: Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week I will bring you inspiring guests with a focus on mindset, health, and spirituality. Providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Hello, lovely listeners. If you're finding value in what you're hearing today, make sure to head over to the show notes. Not only will you find more details on today's topic, but you'll also get an exclusive invitation to join my free Facebook group, Awakened Souls. This community is perfect for women who are either super curious or currently journeying through recovery. Being part of Awakened Souls offers a supportive environment where you can connect with like-minded women, all working towards an alcohol-free lifestyle. Plus... There are special free gifts waiting inside the show notes (laughs) curated specifically to empower and assist you on your journey. And if you're loving the content, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to rate this podcast. Your feedback helps me continue bringing you the conversations and insights you love. Let's keep the momentum going and remember you are not alone on this journey. I am here to help you every step of the way. We are thrilled to welcome Isabeau Maxwell, a renowned spiritual coach and an intuitive medium. Her story of transformation from a skeptic to a spiritual guide is not just compelling, but a testament to the power of intuition and spiritual awakening. Isabeau's journey began with a life-changing experience that shook her beliefs and opened her to astonishing levels of intuition. Now she's dedicated to empowering individuals worldwide to unlock and harness their innate intuitive abilities. From encounters with spirit guides to navigating the complexities of the psychic realm, Isabeau's insights promise to enlighten and inspire. So sit back, open your mind, and let's embark on this soulful exploration. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. I've been looking forward to this. Me too, because I was just talking to you about how I've been communicating with a lot of psychics and mediums. And I am now just developing my intuitive skills. My mom shared with me many stories when she was young, that uh, she would see people. (laughs) Some not so friendly. But one time she she shared with me that she would inside her home, it was actually her grandma's home. And then she sees this man kind of looks like an Abraham Lincoln, because I had like a tall hat. And then she's all hello. And then she looks, she's like, wait a minute, because he, you know, looks like from a long time ago, (laughs) turns around and then he's gone. (laughs) So, yeah. So I was like, wow, mom. And she was telling me stories, uh, but she hasn't seen anybody lately. But I know it's within us uh, because as human beings, I guess we all have those intuitive abilities. It's just we haven't tapped into it or they're blocked or something's going on there. So I would just love for you to go ahead and just share with us your pivotal moment in 2005, when you transitioned from a skeptic to a psychic medium?
1: Yeah, that was, it was quite the moment. (laughs) It was, um, before that, if you would have said, this is what my life was going to unfold to be, I would have laughed. I would have said, well, that's entertainment at its finest, but it was, uh, it was really, it was dramatic for me because I was a complete skeptic. I w I didn't have spirituality in my life. I didn't have anyone, Uh, modeling this or saying, this is what it's like. I didn't have religion in my life. I was a math major in college. I mean, I was very analytical. And 2005, my grandmother passed away and we were across the country from each other. I was fortunate enough to be on the phone with the people in the room who were with her. But after she passed, I walked out in my living room. My family had left to go run errands and I was alone. It was the middle of the day. And she just showed up in front of me and it wasn't off to the side, right. Which happens to a lot of us out of the side of our corner of our eyes. We see things. It was right in front of me. She was about 70% solid. So I say that because it's, it's now I look back and I kind of chuckle at it, like solid enough to go whole oh, this is happening and not solid enough to go. Oh no, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, equally, I know she's, a spirit and she winked and smiled and then disappeared. Wow. And it, yeah, it floored me. I went right to logically writing it off as grief. The next morning, I didn't say anything because, in my world, and my circles, it, it, that's all not real. And so I didn't tell anybody. The next morning, my uh, husband at the time woke up and said, Hey, I had this really realistic dream about your grandmother. This is what she was wearing. And it was exactly what she was wearing when she showed up the day before, and I went, okay, maybe I should think about this. And I, I thought I was so smart back then, Gina. I was like, oh, I'm gonna brilliantly like prove this is either true or absolutely prove it's false, even though you know how many people have tried doing that over the years. I don't know. I thought I could, and uh, I searched for people to help me. And what do I do? How do I communicate with her again? Or how do I try to see if this is real? And then I just dove in.
0: Wow. Now, yeah, I'm I'm sure like at first you're just like, what the heck? What is going on here? And then it was especially because then your husband had a yeah. dream and she's he's wearing the same, she's wearing the same outfit. That's amazing. Yeah. There's been some dreams where I've had nightmares actually. And then my husband is having nightmares at the same time because he's talking like then like getting out of there. So it's interesting how it's kind of connected. In that yeah. way, wow! And um, so, so after your your, your grandma had passed, um, how did this actually impact your view on spirituality and intuition as a whole?
1: I uh, I was still very much in the mind frame of don't tell anybody. I have a bunch of judgment around this internally. I'm worried about what other people think. Um, am I going crazy? Is this grief? right? Am I hallucinating? Is there something wrong with me? And now my kids were younger at the time. So I thought I really need to figure this out. And I got a therapist. I literally got a therapist and said, do you just need to be on board with me through this while I figure out what I'm doing? Because if this is grief, I need help. I need to get some assistance here. Um, and, but I kept talking to, I didn't see her again right away this wasn't one of those stories where it just turned on and now magically you know everything is amazing and you know i can see everything it wasn't magical like that when i dove back into it i had to to unfold my intuition just like all of my students do today which is i had to go with what i'm feeling uh the yes and no intuition and i slowly had to build into being able to communicate with her and then she started giving me proof that i I couldn't deny i the the day that the day that turned it all around for me, it was probably about three or four months after I had seen her the first time. I hadn't seen her again. I was going off of like the goosebumps, right? We people talk about that all the time. Yeah. I was relying on that. I hadn't seen anything. And I was doing pendulum work where you ask yes and no questions. And you know, somebody I had met had taught me how to do that. And I felt the goosebumps. I was in my car, all alone, running errands, middle of random day, felt her, what I thought was her. And I pulled over. I used the pendulum, took me like 20 minutes because I was like at that point where I felt like I can't keep dancing around this. And I remember saying to her out loud in my car that morning, "Hun, I love you, but I got to know if this is really real or not, because we're going on months here and I could be like struggling mentally here. I really need you to to show me something. Later that day, I did the pendulum work with her. The message I got, 20 minutes condensed down to just two sentences, was my mom was going to need assistance that she was going to call me for help. It was going to be financial assistance. So that was that detailed. And she said, she's going to call me for help, but I wasn't going to be the one to help her. Someone else would. A couple hours later, my mom called. (laughs) And I'm like what? And my mom says, yeah. And this was, this was so many years ago that we had to actually go to banks. You know, we didn't have (laughs) smartphones and she said, I need you to go to your bank. I'm out of town. I need money moved. She goes, I need you to go to your bank and get this amount of money and bring it, drive it to my bank and deposit in cash. So it's instantly available. I said, okay. So I went to my bank, got the cash and I'm driving to her bank going now. My mom is an accountant. Okay. So this is not too far out there. I'm starting to go down that doubt again. And I pulled into her bank, parked in a parking lot, and she called again and she said, hey, um, don't worry about it. My friend wired money. It's all set up. It's taken care of. I don't need your help. And that had never happened before. It had always been me that had helped, never somebody else. And that's the day I went, okay, I'm not looking back. Here I am. Um, What do what do you want me to know? What do I do? And here I am today. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes and then tell us more about your journey of self-healing and how it actually led you to teach others about harnessing their intuitive abilities
1: well it, it's so I think it's wonderful because I walked into it backwards so I kind of feel like someone somewhere said hey guess what this you know, type a thick headed, stubborn Taurus, we can turn her around and show her how to access her intuition. She can help other people. And I lightly joke, but it's true. Um, I worked for, I I met my first spirit guide shortly after that. And I didn't even know he was, I, I didn't know what guides were. I didn't know any of that. Still a little bit scared to talk to people about what I did. And he started working with me. I worked with him for two years. I journaled, he would tell me tasks that I needed to do, things that I needed to go out and do. And a lot of it really now looking back was inner work. Right. And so there was a ton of growth. And then at the same time, he was also asking me to do things that were try yes and no, try this and that, try this with my intuition. About a year after working with him, I started working professionally because I started getting the courage to tell friends friends of friends wanted to talk to friends of friends who want to talk to their loved ones. Next thing I knew, I was working professionally. And about a year into that, my guide said, remember everything I taught you on how to get you to this point. And I said, yes, I've, it's all journaled. Like I've, you know, I call, I call them my big dog journals. Like, a, yeah, I've got them. And he goes, I need you to put those together and I need you to bring them out into the world. That I would that was, it took me a while to do it but it made sense. I can now look back and go I understand why. because the approach that he took with me and that I take with others is the thing that blocks a lot of people in being able to access their intuition is all of the clutter. Mm. The emotional, the environmental, the um you know, the the task oriented clutter, all the clutter that we have is what's blocking us. On top of that, many of us don't really know who we really are, right? Mm -hmm. So this course, which is exactly what I ended up doing, is not only this is how intuition works, this is how you practice it, this is how you hold yourself in kind of an experimenting type stage so you can see what works for you and what doesn't. But on top of that, it's a course that says, hey, let's figure out who you really are in your core, who your spirit is, what you really love what you really don't love and then let's start adjusting your life into that kind of space of more bliss and in that space it's easier to access your intuition
0: wow yes uh that reminds me like uh, so a little history about myself. I was a professional drinker, and then I uh, stopped drinking in 2017. I was six, six years sober. Congratulations. And uh, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. So much better now. Um, back then, it was a horror story. It was like a complete nightmare. And I was experiencing some, man- like, malevolent, like, evil presence. Like, I sensed it. like But I really was didn't know what that was. I thought it was, like, normal when you're drinking, you know, bad things will probably happen to you, which in my case, it did. But I noticed when I got sober, I then I started discovering who I am. And then in 2020, I then really discovered who I am because I had the time. I wasn't always working all day, you know, (laughs) and then at home with the kids. And um, I really then wanted to know about like, who is Gina as a spiritual being? And then a lot of things were just opening up because I already had done a lot of healing work. And it's true, you know, once you've done healing work, then your your guides or <laughs> spiritual guides are actually ready to communicate with you. And I had to like they're guiding me. and like I was just using my intuition on things, and then it led me to a, a another door, which led me to another door, another door. So it was like going into like this rabbit hole of just learning about myself as a spiritual being. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing stuff here. And then I talked to a psychic medium who then opened up my Kashuk records. And I didn't even know what the heck a Kashuk records was. I was like, what's a Kashuk record?
1: <laughs> and then
0: she, <laughs> and then, um so she taught me some, all about that and who I am as a, like where my spirit came. I was like, wow, okay, this stuff makes total sense because I was then analyzing myself. I'm like, yeah, that is me. I'm like, oh, wow. And so it was just, it just blew my mind. And so I appreciate all of your wonderful, <laughs> support in all of this because it's really helping us it's really well it helped me anyway <laughs> and I wanted to talk to you about uh or ask you about the, sh- uh, the sage method what is that because that I was like I love that sage method <laughs> it's so cool I, yeah that is the that's the course that's so the course. um that I probably
1: should have said the title of the course but yeah that's the that's the course and it's it's interesting because it's seven weeks in length and people say, well, that's a lot. I'm like, yeah, but I kind of took like a year or two and condensed it down, right? Yeah. So everything that I dragged my feet through, I've kind of condensed down into organized format for, for all future students, which is great. But you really do need the seven weeks. You do need it because it's not going to help you to be overwhelmed. Um, it's There's so much in the course, but if you were to do it in a couple of days, it would just it wouldn't all sink in in a line, right? Mm -hmm. So the course is, is, it starts with the first two weeks of kind of inviting you into understanding yourself and patterns, and then the middle weeks are really the adjustment pieces. And then it moves into how intuition works. Here are different experiments, because a couple other blocks that people have is that they they see, and I understand this, I deeply understand this, but pop culture has invited them to see intuition happening in front of them with someone else. And then they think that's how it should work for them. And so they try it the same way, and then it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And the course really holds you in the space of saying you're unique your personality is unique. Your experience throughout your life is different than anyone else's. I mean, Gina, you just expressed a very powerful experience that not everyone goes through, right? We all have that. And so your intuition is going to flow kind of complementary to who you are. And so the course holds you in these different types of cool, fun, experiment type places. So you can kind of play around with it and go, Oh, okay. It works like this for me. It doesn't work like that for me. And the other thing is that I I try to tell anyone that would listen. (laughs) Everyone is intuitive. Mm -hmm. Everyone is intuitive. I know that it became um, very common for people to say, Oh, you have the gift. And I, people will say that to me. Right. And I'm hoping that soon we can all see that. It's not that one person has the gift. It's that, years back, like you were talking about your relatives years back, one person had the courage to say, I'm intuitive. We all are, we all have very strong intuition, but it's been a little bit sensationalized in some aspects. And then in other aspects, it's been kind of blocked and poo-pooed, you know? So I'm hoping everyone kind of can give themselves the space to say, you know what, I'm going to trust this and see what happens. Because it's the sixth sense. We all have it.
0: Yeah. It's so funny because even with my sister, we'll be like driving or whatever. And normally we'll say like a little prayer before we take a long trip somewhere. And then like in my head, I was thinking something, she's like, oh, we should probably say a a prayer before we we head out. I said, I was just thinking that in my head. I said, she's like, oh yeah, well, we're communicating telepathically now. And it's always been like that with our family, like my mom, everything's like I'm thinking something, and she says it. Vice versa, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It, I
1: love this. When I first opened up, it was so long ago that that like the big shows hadn't come out, like medium and ghost whisper and stuff like this. So a lot of people still didn't know what a medium was. And I would run into someone, and they'd say, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" You know, you and, and I would say, "I'm a medium." And most of the time, they would say, "What is that?" Because it was still kind of underground when I came out, and <laughs> when I came out into the medium world. And I would tell them and uh, whenever they would tell me they were skeptic, they would say, they would all always follow it up with, but there was this one time mm-hmm. and everyone has a one time. There was this one time, but then we've got that umbrella that's over us that says, yeah, but this person's special and this one isn't. It's It's actually not the case. So mm-hmm. we get to look back like you just did and like look at how you interact with family and the people you're closest to. And then you start to really look at it and go, yeah, there's a lot more intuition going on that I, than I paid attention to or that I realized. And that's really exciting for me. It's really exciting because your whole life changes when you start listening to your intuition.
0: Oh, it does. And even people's titles have like intuitive, for example, like intuitive business coach, intuitive uh, holistic uh. uh... Eating coach or something like yeah. that. I was like, it's so neat. I'm like, and I love that because it it draws me in. I'm like, oh, intuitive. They must know. <laughs> yeah. must know. You got that vibe. Yeah, I got that and, vibe. So I love
1: that. I would love it if we just got to that point where somebody's saying they're an intuitive life coach versus like a strategic life coach. You know, and then we understand the difference between the two that, that sometimes you need a strategic life coach that can look at everything and go, okay, let's shift your strategy. Cause logically we know that this, this, and this, whereas the intuitive one goes, well, let's sit and see how we feel about the direction. That's really, it's a really exciting time. It's really exciting to see a lot more people using it and realizing, oh, I do have it. It is strong.
0: Yeah. So I was sharing with you that I was experiencing some very interesting, like negative, whether you call it energy or whatever, <laughs> was around me during my drinking time. And like things would fall, uh, things would miss, like, like, is there an explanation why there's like some things that are happening in our household when we're either, well, I guess whenever, right? <laughs> yeah. Whenever, because it could just happen randomly to anybody. It, absolutely.
1: It's, it's this interesting process and I go I go very far into depth when I teach like the crossing over course and things like that, obviously go far into it, but the basics of it is when we pass, when we die, we let go of the physical body, but our mind, you know, who we are here and our spirit will go through what I call the in-between, it's a transition phase. And then upon crossing over, you let go of the limited linear earth based thinking, right? Another way to say this is that when, um, let's just use an example, Earl. Okay. So let's say Earl dies. Uh, when Earl's going through that in between transition phase, Earl is the exact same person he was when he was on earth. He just doesn't have a body. All right. Now, that in-between phase is automatic. So anyone listening to this, don't panic. It's, you've heard the near-death experiences. You, you, you're automatically drawn to the light. You cross over. People do remain stuck in there when they fight back on that automatic flow. And this is just a general. There's all these different possibilities, right? But in general. So Earl dies. He let, lets go of the physical body. He goes into the in-between. He's got himself, his, his earth-based mind and his spirit. And he decides he's not crossing over out of some fear-based belief. Well, Earl's now stuck in the in-between on purpose. And Earl, you know, he wasn't the nicest guy. He wants to to, to pick on someone. It makes him feel better when he can hurt someone else. That's a very human psychological pattern. And so he's going to find somebody to, you know, There's no nice way to say it. He's a jerk and he's going to be a jerk in spirit form. And so he's going to knock stuff off your walls. He's going to try to bother you in your sleep. He's going to do all these types of things and uh, Earl needs to go home. So we do have people on this planet who are working to cross over spirits that are stuck, whether Earl likes it or not, he's got to go home. Right. And Earl's fine. Once he goes home, it's just he's stuck in this this human process. And then I do teach people to take care of their space, right? Ground clear protect, GCP. That's what I tell people. That's the tool that my guide gave me. It has worked like a charm. I've taught tens of thousands of people and they swear by it. Free, easy, do it yourself, twice a day. It solves 90% of these things. But Paranormal activity, um, poltergeist activity, which is the moving of objects and things like this, is very possible. You know, And it's done by people who are stuck in the in-between, who have a chip on their shoulder, or they were perpetrators, or they were angry, or they were, you know, fill in all of those blanks. And they can cause problems. And it, it does happen here on this plane. But GCP will take care of the majority of it. And the magic behind it is... It's not even magic but the the thing that makes it work is that when a per when a living person is taking care of their energetic space and acknowledging it 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 protects them from things that are not good on their path so ground clear protect ground yourself into mother earth clear yourself clear out all the negative or anything that's in within your energetic system you don't want and then put like a a bubble around you that kind of filters If this is supposed to be on my path, it can come in. If it's not, if, if, if it's Earl, no, you stay out. Sorry, Earl. Mm -mm. Earl's gotta go. (laughs) Earl's gotta go. Earl's (laughs) gotta go. Thank you for saying that. I was like halfway through the description and the song is playing in my head, but (laughs) But yeah, Earl's got to go and you can do this around your house as well. So I do GCP for myself still to this day, twice a day. I do it around my house. I do it. If I've got to go into a shopping mall, you know, things like this. Um, it still lets in all the amazing things, but it blocks out a lot of that stuff that keeps us up at night, causes us stress. We're weighed down. We don't know why. And it's, it's an amazing, amazing tool.
0: Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Yes. Every time yeah. I'm trying to do like a meditative being in the meditative state as a guided meditation, they always say, imagine, you know, um, roots coming up from the bottoms of your soul, then grounding into the earth's core <laughs> or something like that. And then having that golden light around the bubble or bubbling around us or something like that. And that's like a protection, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I tell that.
1: people, you know what, because it's simple, because it doesn't take any tools and because it's free right? Mm -hmm. Do it just so, you know, um, there's more in-depth teaching around it, but even if you just listen to just what you and I are talking about right now, do it every day for like a week and watch how your life shifts, because this also affects your interaction with other living people too. And I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me after a week. And they're like, um, the negative coworker I had is leaving me alone. What's going on? And I'm like, you we magnetically attract what's within our energetic system Mm -hmm. right what's within our spirit our energy body there's a lot of different terms for it but it's that beautiful spacesuit that we're kind of in here on earth and we magnetically attract more of that so your manifesting will be more effective your affirmations will be more effective um you as a natural positive human being will attract more positivity uh like attracts like you know And so it, even if it's not, even if you don't have Earl, like ticking you off at home, this is still something everyone should do because we're raised to take care of our physical body. If you're going to go out in the winter storm, put on a coat, right? If you're going to go outside, just put clothes on. Like that's a right basic GCP for the energetic body is kind of like before you go outside, put clothes on, but for your energetic body Mm -hmm. and it's a game changer. You can actually even give more, you know, because we're very compassionate. We're ge- very giving and we want to help. You can actually end up helping more because you have more to give because you're not weighed down with the stuff that you didn't intend to to pick
0: up. Wow. I love that. So I'm going to go ahead and try that for a week and then yeah. just do that and see, how, I mean, I'm right now it's actually, there's a lot of the good things happening <laughs> around my space and my family and all my loved ones. and, I want to keep that momentum going. <laughs> of yes. course, you know, I, as a human, things happen. You know, I things will make me sad or mad or whatever. But I, w- I would love to see what 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 it does because I'm a big giver, and I'm like, oh, I would love to give more. That'd be great, of course. Yeah,
1: and and us people pleasers shouldn't like go to the opposite side of that spectrum. We should, <laughs> you know, still give like our heart wants to give. But and and I think you just brought up a really great point. I think that there, people can go down kind of a toxic spirituality road if they go into everything's going to be great, right? Mm -hmm. I'm very much a realist with that. And I think that that's, I do think that's part of why I was kind of called to walk down this path. Cause I'm usually the first person to say, listen, you're still going to have a bad day. Mm -hmm. We can't change that. And if, if, if we're reaching for some sort of, you know, enlightenment where everything's perfect, that's, you know that's not the reason why you're here. Mm-hmm. And so we're still going to have lows. They're just going to not be as low as they were before. Mm-hmm. Right. An example, I'm fully on my path. I'm doing GCP every single day. I've got guide communication. I'm in, I had this car that was like an 80 something sob. It was old. It was a beater and it was a tank and it was wonderful and it never broke down. And I was in love with this car, it was my thing. And I loved this car so much. Pulled up to a stoplight and I could hear m- my intuition say the car is gonna break down. And I'm like that, and I've GCP'd. I'm like, I so I know I'm balanced and I'm like that that doesn't match with what I believe. So it's my intuition coming in. And I looked out the window and there was a mechanic. So I pulled off the road and pulled into the mechanic's parking lot. When I when I pulled into the parking spot, the car died. And I was like, get out of town. And I remember sitting there thinking, you can't, you can't make this up. You can't make this stuff up. Like, this is so wild. I was still exploring my spirituality and intuition at that point, learning how to use it. And it was in the shop fixed and out in 15 minutes because it was just a plastic piece that broke. And so I was late to the, to the appointment I was going to, but I didn't need a tow truck. I didn't get, I wouldn't break down in the middle of a road. It was, it, you're still going to have the, the things happen to you that are difficult. They're just not going to be as bad.
0: Yes. And this is how we respond to them as well. Because if like, for me, if I were to think about my past and something happened to me and and I'm such in like this dark era or what is it called? The the dark night of the social Oh <laughs> Yes, <it's> exactly. <laughs> yes. Then I'm just like going to respond with anger and resentment and just, just hatred. But now if I, now at this light, <laughs> um, I will respond differently. Now I'm like, you know what? maybe it's supposed to happen for me like this. It's, I don't know why, but you know, I got to just trust it (laughs) and then just go with it.
1: (laughs) So yeah, yeah. I went from, um, just really spiraling into how miserable I was in certain situations to now I don't, I don't really go all the way into everything's going to, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. But now what I do is I allow myself a little window Mm -hmm. of time where, Okay. That, that really, that sucked. It was bad. It was really okay. Yeah. And and anger. Right. And I'll let my, but I'll give myself permission to be in it and then come out of it. You know what I mean? It's a much more conscious awareness of, instead of my old pattern of trying to stuff it down say, everything's fine. Could have been worse. Like all that kind of stuff. I'll give myself when I can the window to really be in it and be like, you know what? I'm human this is a human experience. I'm going to have it and then have it and then move on. Right. So it's, it's different, isn't it? When you have the conscious tools to help you through stuff, you know, we don't avoid, we don't act like it's not there, but it's different.
0: Yes. I'll let, I'll, I will allow myself to cry when I feel like I need to cry. And I don't even know why I'm, I get sad sometimes it just happens. So I'm like, you know what, Cry it out, and then Isn't I actually feel better. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. You know? yes, because I was always told, "Don't cry. You're not supposed to cry." And then it gets bottled up inside, and we just never release mm-hmm. that energy out until like yeah. it comes out when we don't want it to come out, and it may hurt somebody's feelings. Then when it goes, <laughs> you know, exactly. with words, exactly yeah. couldn't say
1: it any better. That's exactly it.
0: Yeah. Now you have a book, Cracking Open Adventures of a Reluctant Medium. Yes. Yes. And it um can you share like a key adventure or an experience from the book that was particularly transformative for you? Yeah, I that's a that's a fun book. And
1: what the book is, is it's a memoir of the first two years of me opening up. So that like roller coaster that I'm talking about, where I was like, okay, therapist and this and that this is a book about what it's like for someone who went you know who who went from one extreme to the other really and um not necessarily extremes but you get my point to open up that much and i wasn't a willing participant i wasn't looking for it so there's a lot of teaching moments it's written in a story format because i'm not a fan of boring books i'm just going to be direct about that <laughs> and i remember saying and and i'm not necessarily a very strong writer but i remember saying to my editor I I this can't be boring. Um so it's a fun read but you learn through kind of hearing somebody else's experiences and what they did and how they processed through it. Um there's so many examples in that book. Um but I think one that hit me the most really was working with a woman named Carol. And Carol was uh, the first person that I worked with that was living in hospice and working toward d- death. Really, she was working toward stepping into that transition, and I got to be with the family in that. And I found that to be probably the most profound, meaningful reset of my entire life. Like it was, I you can't walk out of a situation like that and experience the things that I experienced. I mean, this family was so incredibly connected to her. Everything that happened was so um, life-changing for me on the side. I wasn't even a part of it. I was like a support person that was outside of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But just being witness to all of it, you can't have that happen and not change how you feel about life. And Carol was amazing. Long story short, I was there every day. Um, I started, I understood the death transition far more. Um, I was energetic support for her when I could be, I was energetic support for the family when I could be. And then I remember leaving one night, driving home, I went to bed, I woke up and I was driving back to their house and Carol showed up in my passenger seat. And I can't even tell the story today without choking up. And she looked at me and she was in spirit, full spirit form. So clearly she had died the night before, and she looked, she was like, I did it. I did it. And I remember just thinking, this just, this, this changes everything. Like, yeah, man, yeah. So it was, um, I stumble through even talking about it because it was so meaningful, but I do lay that out um, in the book as well. And it was, I'll never really go back after that. That was, that was an eye opener in a beautiful very way. Power,
0: very powerful. Huh? No. Really powerful. That's incredible. I'd like to experience that. Wow. It's like, oh.
1: (laughs) It was very humbling. And um, today I know so many people that have had that moment, you know, besides someone who was getting ready to journey home. I mean, and, but I didn't know that before because I was so closed off. I didn't know before that once somebody passes, they visit their loved ones. I didn't even, I wasn't even in circles where people talked about that but yet it's common and natural and it happens all the time. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. So all
1: this really deep, powerful stuff is happening yet. There's, there's blocks that many of us had or still have where we're not letting that into our world. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're missing a big chance, missing a big opportunity of deep
0: connected love. Yes. And, um, so my best friend at the time, she had passed away when we were. I think she was twenty three and I was twenty two, and she had passed away all of a sudden. It was an unfortunate um, situation. And then my mom shared with me that maybe a day or two after she passed, she heard her voice like saying, "Hey, Linda." My mom, my mom was working at the hospital at the time, but uh, in patient accounting, so different from like hospital hospital and she heard her say hey Linda you know but she heard her voice and everything I don't know if she said she saw her or not but I was like what how did she do that and I'm like how come she didn't visit me (laughs) you know and and so I was like and I know my mom's very um she can see she can sense she she knows like (laughs) and and I, I was like so like so it makes total sense what you're just saying right now about how they visit their loved ones, but I'm like, hey, but I was her best friend when <laughs> she visited me. <laughs> I, I guess was I wasn't exactly. opened. I wasn't ready yet. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that timing piece is is a little frustrating. It was frustrating for me when you say like I wasn't open yet. I wasn't ready. There was so many times that I was like, I'm ready. I want more. I want this. I want to see that. I want to fit in. And my guides were like, "You're adorable." Not yet. It's like, and then later you look back and go, "Okay,
0: yeah, makes sense."
1: Then (laughs) we do. We do have to balance that patience, right?
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, um, for our listeners who might be actually skeptical or new to the concept of psychic abilities and mediumship, what would you, what would, what advice would you give them?
1: Uh, the advice I would give them is to uh, give yourself the space to try and you can do this. And I I'm, I speak so well to this because this was me. Uh, if you're skeptical, if it's not a part of your circles, if it's not in your environment, but yet you've got an inkling that you're really intuitive, you can give yourself time privately, quietly. This isn't even anything that you can just explore internally and If you're really struggling, give yourself 10 minutes a day, set a timer on your phone. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've been teaching this for so long. I remember when I used to say, set the timer on the microwave. I used to literally say that to my students because we didn't really have the smartphones, right? But now that we've got these smartphones, set a timer for 10 minutes and allow yourself to have 10 minutes of trust in yourself and your intuition, explore it a little bit, um, do some tools. That's why that's like I put together tools for people to start with that are free. Take them home, play around, see what happens for yourself, and give yourself the safe space to do it, even if it's in private.
0: Right. Yeah. No. Where can our listeners find you, and if they want to go ahead and sign up for your courses? Yeah, I I do my best to keep everything at thesagemethod.com,
1: which is t h e s a g e method.com, and on that site, actually, you can find those uh, tools. It's a free course, too. So somebody could even just go mm-hmm. in there and you can automatically just watch them. Um and then, like I said, carve out 10 minutes a day and just play around with those intuitive tools and s- see what starts happening for you.
0: Oh, I love that. Now, um are there any upcoming projects or initiatives that you're gonna be doing or excited about?
1: well, i'm I'm we're finally getting to do the audiobook for Cracking Open, which is great. I'm really excited about that. And I'm also excited to to write the second book as well because mm-hmm. um, it's a really popular book. And like I said, it's fun to read. It's not boring.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was my
1: thing. I always, I'm that person that 50 pages into a book, if I'm not sucked in, I can't keep going, right? <laughs> Me too. So, <laughs> yeah. So my next challenge is to um, keep building the workshops, keep building the events, keep building, you know, and writing
0: the next book. That's really what I'm focused on now. That's awesome. I can't wait to read this book. And then when your next book comes out, then I'll get that one as well. <laughs> yeah. So any last thoughts or um, last words you would like to share?
1: In general, what I like to tell people is when you start to open up to possibilities, and I don't mean just grabbing onto something and believing it right away. I just mean opening up to all possible, anything is possible. So you're going to let yourself open up to that. Life changes. It absolutely changes. Uh, We have a lifetime of people telling us only this is possible. Only this is possible. Only this is possible. It blocks our manifesting. It blocks our abundance. It it blocks our uh, happiness. And when you start to, even if you woke up every morning and said, all things are possible, your life would start to unfold faster and um, in a higher vibration. It's just a really good thing. So open up to possibilities.
0: I love that. Well, thank you so much, Isabeau. I I love your name. I want to call you Isabu. <laughs> Isabu- I love that. That's yeah. Isabu- yeah. like a dance. <laughs> that was the best nickname I've
1: ever heard. I
0: love yep. that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. (laughs) To my cherished listeners, from the very depths of my heart, thank you. Every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews, your kindness shines so brightly. And if you haven't yet, know that your voice and support always matter. Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspots Esteemed, list of best women's sobriety podcasts and it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you as well. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety, and the other, a personal sharing from my journey, six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. This encapsulates the loving steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T to 1855-649-6196. Again, that's G-I-F-T at 1855-649-6196. With all my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.